booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The Russians know they can't get away with this. U.S. Senator Schumer, after Russian hackers took responsibility for cyber attacks targeting at least a dozen U.S. airports. A new dose of reality for New York's law and order Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin as police continue to investigate a drive-by shooting outside his Long Island home. Increases in Social Security benefits expected to be announced tomorrow. Death and destruction and power outages in Ukraine after Russia unleashed retaliatory attacks after Ukraine bombed a bridge, cutting off a key Russian supply route. More controversy for rapper Ye. He's been booted from both Twitter and Instagram after posting anti-Semitic comments. Pro-Russian hackers rendered the websites of at least a dozen major U.S. airports unreachable early Monday, including LaGuardia Airport in Queens. Flights, though, not affected. The attacks in which participants flood targets with junk data were orchestrated by a shadowy group that calls itself KillNet. On the eve of the attacks, the group published a target list on its Telegram channel. Here's U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. We are pretty clear it's a Russian cyber group that claimed responsibility. We'll have our authorities. We're asking our authorities to confirm who did it and then take the appropriate strong action so the Russians know they can't get away with this. DDoS attacks are mostly a noisy nuisance, different from actual hacking that involves breaking into networks and can also do serious damage. Portions of the Los Angeles International Airport website were disrupted. O'Hare International and Midway Airports went offline early Monday. In Chicago, no airport operations were affected, though. Last week, the same group of hackers claimed responsibility for denial-of-service attacks on state government websites in several states. A shooting believed to be gang-related outside U.S. Representative Lee Zeldin's home on Long Island in Shirley is giving the Republican a fresh perspective on violent crime, a focus of his campaign for New York governor. Two 17-year-old males were wounded by gunfire from a moving vehicle Sunday afternoon while walking right in front of Zeldin's home. Zeldin's 16-year-old twin daughters heard those gunshots lock themselves in a bathroom and called 911. Police have divulged few details about the wounded teens whose wounds were not life-threatening or what may have led to the shooting. Here's Zeldin on Fox. Literally crime showing up at our front doorstep. When we were you know, getting back to our house, we had to go through crime scene tape. Uh, we were being told to be careful where we're walking because... Uh, their law enforcement was finding blood uh, on our property. And Suffolk County Police Commissioner Harrison said investigators suspect the victims were in fact targeted. So far, no arrests have been made. Zeldin, of course, running against Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who has refused to call the state legislature into special session to repeal bail reform. A Social Security increase is expected to be announced this week. The largest cost of living adjustments in Social Security benefits in some 40 years will impact not only age-eligible recipients, but also children and others who qualify, including people like grandparents caring for grandchildren. Analysts expect the increase, a cost of living adjustment, will be around 9% or perhaps even higher. 
Connecticut Congressman John Larson thinks congressional oversight of Social Security has fallen short. President Biden is right. This is a sacred trust. And it's our responsibility. This can't be done by executive order or or through the judicial branch. It only can be done in Congress. And in 51 years, Congress has not enhanced Social Security at all. The increases are a shot in the arm for some 78 million recipients. Russia retaliated on Monday for Ukraine's attack on a critical bridge connecting Moscow to Crimea with attacks from the air, sea, and land targeting 14 regions, including the capital of Kiev. Russia's vicious missile attacks knocked out power and water, shattered buildings, and killed at least 14 people and wounded at least 100. General Keith Kellogg on Fox. Putin has misread this fight from the very, very start. He thinks by going after civilian targets, it's going to break the will of the Ukrainian people. It's not. They're going to be more resolved in the fight going forward. So, so he's attacking targets that he thinks is going to affect the will and they're going to break down, uh, bring down the government. That's not going to happen. The attacks plunged much of Ukraine into a blackout. Kanye West, the rapper who is legally known as Ye, has been locked out of Twitter and Instagram after making anti-Semitic posts. The social media giant said the comments violated their policies Yay on Twitter said he would soon go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Yay, formerly known as Kanye West, recently made a high-profile appearance on Fox News' Tucker Carlson Tonight. Every single person in Hollywood, from my ex-wife to my mother-in-law to my manager at that time to, you know, my, my so-called friends slash handlers around me told me, like, if I said that I like Trump, that my career would be over, that my life would be over. He's also been the target of recent criticism for wearing a White Lives Matter T-shirt to his collection at Paris Fashion Week. Strategists and political observers on both sides of the aisle bracing for October surprises in the final month before key midterm elections, which will, of course, decide control of Congress. There have already been a handful of unexpected developments. Last week, for example, a news report detailed allegations that Georgia Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker paid for his then-girlfriend's abortion more than a decade ago. Walker appeared on Fox and Friends last week. Not at all. And that's what I, I hope everyone can see. It's sort of like everyone is anonymous or everyone is leaking and they want you to confess to something you have no clue about. Also weighing on voters' minds, OPEC's plans to slash oil production, causing a rise in gas and other prices, fears of a possible economic recession are looming. Russian President Putin is dramatically escalating his rhetoric against the West amid his country's war in Ukraine and also the House Select Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol could release its highly anticipated final report before November 8th, of course, Election Day. Well, the major search for victims of Hurricane Ian officially ended over the weekend. Floridians were allowed to return to hard-hit Fort Myers Beach in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, leaving behind the worst devastation since the 1930s. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis last week. You have 30 days from the time basically the disaster was declared, and we were fortunate the White House uh, declared this very quickly. I don't even think it was a tropical storm yet. We declared the state of emergency on the Friday before the storm. It was a disturbance, but people knew that it could grow, so we appreciated that quick action. Some 42,000 utility workers have already restored electricity to more than 2.5 million businesses and homes. Florida officials say insurance companies have already paid out more than $207 million in claims from the storm. 
Well, the president of the Los Angeles City Council has resigned after she was heard making racist comments and other coarse remarks in a leaked recording of a conversation with other Latino leaders. The comments by Council President Nori Martinez sparked protests outside of her home. Martinez ended up issuing an apology Monday before resigning effective immediately. The statement, though, did not say whether she would actually resign her council seat. Calls for her resignation had grown since the Los Angeles Times reported the content of that recording on Sunday. Martinez said in the recorded conversation that White Council member Mike Bonin handled his young black son as if he were an accessory and described the son as behaving as acting like a monkey, according to the Los Angeles Times report from Sunday. Martinez also referred to Bonin as a little B and at another point mocked Ocanians, according to the Times. So what you're hearing there is a sound taken from a bus camera of a carjacking of a two-year-old baby in Michigan. The child now safe, though. Parents left that vehicle running to drop another child off at a bus stop when a carjacker jumped into that vehicle, taking off with their two-year-old inside. The panicked parents flagged down a school bus driver who sent the word out about the missing baby. And minutes later, a video shows the moment another school bus driver saw the baby sitting alone along the roadway. Police are still looking for that carjacker. President Biden on Monday spoke with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky to condemn the Russian military's missile strikes in Kiev and other Ukrainian cities while pledging continued U.S. support. Biden expressed his condemnation of Russia's missile strikes across Ukraine and conveyed his condolences to the loved ones of those killed and injured. The Ukrainian president is set to address the group of seven or G7 nations in an emergency meeting following the Russian strikes. Congress has passed more than $53 billion in security, economic and humanitarian assistance for Ukraine so far this year. Last month, $12.3 billion in security and financial assistance to Ukraine was included in the continuing resolution to fund the government through December 16th. The United Nations Security Council Monday was evaluating options, including the immediate activation of foreign troops to help free Haiti from the grip of gangs that has caused a scarcity of fuel, water and other basic supplies. A letter from U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres submitted to the council on Sunday indicated one or several member states would possibly deploy the force to help Haiti's national police. 77 WABC News Time, 514. And uh, this uh, letter from the Secretary General also indicates they may deploy additional U.N. capacities to support a ceasefire or humanitarian arrangements. U.N. Secretary General spokesperson Stephanie Jujarek last month. Secretary General reiterates his strong call for all stakeholders to rise above their differences and to engage without further delay in a peaceful and inclusive dialogue in a constructive way forward. He warns that the current circumstances continue the already dire humanitarian situation faced by Haiti's most vulnerable people will deteriorate even further. Haiti's Prime Minister Henry and 18 high-ranking officials requested help from international partners after nearly a month following one of Haiti's most powerful gangs seizing control of a key fuel terminal in the capital of Port-au-Prince. Protesters are demanding Henry resign after he announced in early September 
that his administration would no longer afford to subsidize fuel there. 77 WABC News Time 515. Justin Ellis here with sports. Thank you, Deb. I am just, excuse me. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Week five of the NFL season has officially wrapped up as the Kansas City Chiefs roared all the way back on Monday Night Football with the Vegas Raiders in town. Down 20 to 10 at half. Things looked bleak for the home Chiefs until Patrick Mahomes remembered he had tight end Travis Kelsey on his side. Mahomes and Kelsey connected not once, not twice, not even three times, but four times on the night. From the one. Mahomes, end zone. He's got another. Four on the night. Travis Kelsey yet again. That call courtesy of ESPN. The four scores for Kelsey marks a single game career high for the star tight end as he almost single-handedly brought the Chiefs back from the dead even after Kelsey's fourth dance in the end zone. Things weren't over for the Raiders as Derek Carr found Devontae Adams on a deep ball to bring Vegas within one. They'd have two downs to try to get the yardage. Let's see what happens on third. Carr, Adams, downfield. He's got it. Touchdown, Las Vegas. ESPN again on the call. It was then decision time for the Raiders, who opted to try and go for two to pull this one out in regulation. But unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards. If you have an opportunity right here offensively to take the lead, you do it. They hand to Jacobs. And he, no signal, they didn't get it. And the Chiefs still lead by one. Chiefs would pull it out, ESPN with the call, and the Chiefs do survive. Now uh, The now 1-4 Raiders by a score of 30-29 to move to 4-1 themselves and gain sole possession of first place in the AFC West. And checking in on the diamond, the Yankees begin their bid for a 28th ring tonight at Yankee Stadium as the ALDS is set to get underway between the Bombers and the Cleveland Guardians. First pitch is scheduled for 7.37 p.m. Eastern Time with Garrett Cole taking the hill against Cleveland's Cal Quantrill. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Hi, thanks, Justin. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. The NASDAQ had a two-year low. U.S. restrictions on chip components hurting both the index and China. Walgreen earnings outlooks and stock higher. The S&P coming off a new 52-week low after yesterday's session. The tech-heavy NASDAQ hit a two-year low. Chip makers leading the slide on that index. More U.S. restrictions on China's chip industry hurting stocks like NVIDIA down more than 9%. Intel shares down more than 8%. West Texas Intermediate crude futures down 2% for the week. Week. The benchmark just above $90 a barrel after weak economic data out of China. Walgreens stock is climbing. Wall Street is forecasting a big earnings beat. The company's fourth quarter results coming later this week. Walgreens shares down 40% this year. Shares of software company 5.9 falling. The cloud service provider CEO says he's stepping down. The stock down 25% yesterday. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs financial report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs financial report. Our futures all in the red this morning. The Dow down 0.70%, down 206 points at 29,050. The S&P's down 28 and three quarter points. The Nasdaq's fallen 83. Gold down $1.80 an ounce. Crude oil at $88.53 a barrel, down $2.60. 
The WABC Early News. Yeah, for Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. Well, the Statue of Liberty crown is reopening as of today. 77 WABC's Bob Brown has the story. It has been closed since 2020 because of the pandemic. However, you're going to need some patience due to extreme popularity. Tickets to the crown must be reserved prior to visiting. According to NYCGo.com, tickets are booked up months in advance. But if you're feeling lucky, there are also a limited number of crown tickets per day. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. All right, an update now on a story we reported on yesterday during the 77 WABC Early News. A man was fatally stabbed during a feud aboard an MTA bus in the Bronx. The eighth person now to be killed in the transit system so far this year and the third to be fatally stabbed in 10 days. 55-year-old Lamont Barkley became involved in some kind of a verbal dispute with a man and a woman believed to be a boyfriend and girlfriend duo on a BX-19 bus about 8.25 p.m. Sunday night. Now, police say this man... Fatally stabbed Barkley at East 149th Street and Gerard Avenue. He ended up dying at a hospital. Neighbor Herb Crenshaw spoke to ABC7. When you enter or get on a bus, your only responsibility is to have a seat and to reach your destination as quick as possible and then just leave, whether it's on the subway or on the bus. When we lose that kind of respect, we're in danger. And detectives say they first encountered this girlfriend, 42-year-old Ebony Jackson, Sunday night at Lincoln Hospital, where she was being treated for injuries that they believe she suffered in the scuffle. And detectives also believe Barkley first got into a dispute with Jackson at Glenroy's Bar at 145 East 149th Street. Investigators say they believe Barkley left the bar and Jackson called her boyfriend, who then confronted this man, Barkley, on the bus, who was fatally stabbed. So far, the boyfriend has not been apprehended, but Jackson remains at Lincoln Hospital where she's being treated. She is being charged with murder and manslaughter. (laughs) Police ended up arresting a second suspect in a deadly double shooting in East Harlem. 31-year-old Mario Jones now facing murder and weapons charges. Police also arrested 30-year-old Tynika Johnson in connection with the incident as well. She faces a murder charge. Killed back in February was 38-year-old Charles Buckner. Police have not yet said, though, what motivated this deadly violence. A 24-year-old man who was also hurt in that shooting has recovered. Funeral services on Monday for the father of three killed in a Poughkeepsie, New York hotel lobby earlier this month while visiting his son's college, Marist, in Poughkeepsie, New York, during family weekend. Killed was Paul Cutts of East Northport. He was in that lobby at the courtyard by Marriott when gunshots rang out. Two men, including a fugitive, eyed in an unrelated August homicide and also wanted on gun charges out of Georgia, have been arrested in the case. Here's Dutchess County Executive Mark Molinaro. These are two criminals, individuals who are known to law enforcement. Um, they were out on our streets, and um, ultimately they shouldn't have been. A number of law enforcement agencies are being looked into as to why the alleged killer was walking free when wanted on an outstanding warrant. The alleged shooter went to simply get coffee that morning, got into an argument with hotel staff and others, and opened fire. A public mass was held Monday for cuts at St. Anthony of Padua Church in East Northport. All of their services are private. The New York City Sheriff's Office cracking down on ghost cars, vehicles with fake license plates, fake paper plates, and vehicles that are unregistered or uninsured. 
ABC7 rode along with the sheriff's department deputies during a recent overnight crackdown, during which a total of 51 vehicles were seized from East New York, Brooklyn. New York City Sheriff Anthony Miranda told ABC7 the NYPD informs the sheriff's office where they're experiencing high levels of crime, and that's where the sheriff's office or deputies will target a ghost car operation. We work with the police department who are targeting those areas that are experiencing high crime rates, shootings uh, that have happened, robberies that are happening, or people driving in these temporary license plates. Miranda said oftentimes many people do not end up claiming their vehicles because of the illegal items that are found inside. And Miranda said his office is also planning to go after online distributors who are illegally selling fake New York license plates. There's a renewed push to get Long Islanders to get their COVID-19 booster shots. Momentum at South Bay, for example, for rehab and nursing is offering its own clinic to patients, as well as their relatives in East Islip. Medical experts say the number of New Yorkers getting boosted is very low. Most haven't taken a second shot. Dr. Matthew Harris of Northwell Health Pediatric Emergency Medicine here. 450 people are admitted throughout the health system are COVID positive, and that number has really increased substantially over the past six weeks. That's why it's so important for people to go out now and get the bivalent boosters, you know, before we get into what I anticipate will be a rough respiratory season. According to the CDC, 11.5 million Americans have received the shot since it became available last month. It's a decision doctors say that is crucial for those with the highest risk of severe disease from COVID. Well, the New York City Marathon for Ukrainian runners is an opportunity to show solidarity with Ukraine. The group ended up drafting a petition, though, asking the marathon's organizers, the New York Road Runners, to ban Russian and Belarusian runners from participating in this year's event. Anna Shpuk, the founder, and Stefan Belinsky, a member of the Ukrainian Runners Club, spoke to CBS2. It's painful for Ukrainians to even participate in events while, you know, running shoulder by shoulder with uh, people who actually support that uh, violence. It's nothing new. You need just join to uh, another organization and just do the thing and stand with Ukraine. In response, the association said, although it does stand in solidarity with Ukraine, it will not discriminate against individual runners based on their nationality. And the New York City Marathon takes place November 6th. Well, Star Trek legend William Shatner is revealing how it felt being the oldest person to fly into space. Jacqueline Carl has a story. Space, a final frontier. William Shatner revealing how he truly felt about his space flight. Shatner made history as the oldest person to visit space during his flight in Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin shuttle last year. In his new memoir, Shatner says he thought the flight would be cathartic, but instead it was simply depressing. The Star Trek actor said the coldness of space made him realize how beautiful and nurturing our Earth is, and the knowledge that humans are destroying the planet filled him with dread. He wrote, it was among the strongest feelings of grief I have ever encountered. It was supposed to be a celebration. Instead, it felt like a funeral. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. And if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.
Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com